All right, Matthew, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking um, the Fieldhouse Brewing Dark Sour. Dark Sour, much like my mood much of the time. <laughs> Blackberry Blueberry Small Batch, uh, proudly blue brewed in East Abbotsford. Nice. Have you tasted it yet? Hell Not yet. First <laughs> right, so Yeah. Got a good, got a good, good bouquet. Nice. Ah, oh, that's good. It's more of a summer thing, but um, nice. yeah, it's good. Nice. Not, Michelle. not, not quite as good as it might be. I prefer something darker. But <laughs> I'm kind of in a cold garage, and this is like this is a beer that needs to be cold. Perfect. Michelle, you got your Guinness. I'm hoping. You're damn right. I got my Guinness. This is all also known as the nectar of the gods, right here Cheers. in my Cheers, Guinness folks. pint glass that Brattles. Ooh brought me from the Guinness uh, factory in Dublin. Nice, nice. And uh, they f- I can finally find canned Guinness in the States again. So, And Excellent. I even have it on my Guinness um, coaster. So You're, you're, you're fully branded. A, I am a Guinness fan. This, this episode sponsored by Guinness. <laughs> so I am, I'm having a little snifter of Armagnac here. Because I can love Yeah, what the hell. Hi, so I'm going to have a little bit. Smell it. And uh, I'm going to welcome... Anyone who happens to be here to our podcast, No Means Nothing, No Means No Thing, however you want to say it, uh, jury's still out, where we three idiots are trying to figure out the best No Means No song of all time from an objective standpoint, and there will be no arguments on that front. So I think we should dive in. I, this is, I, I think I'll probably say this every time, and I'm going to hate hearing myself say it every time I listen back to this, but this is... An interesting episode. Another good matchup of songs. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say this was the um, perhaps the hardest. Certainly the the the, the pairing, the two uh, matchups tonight. Both of them yeah. were difficult for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. maybe I, maybe harder than other ones uh, in previous episodes. Oh, so far, gonna be some fights. Oh man, fights. you should suddenly work in fights. <laughs> little blood, little blood. Who knows? We'll see. Some tears. We will see. So. Won't keep me in suspense any longer. Our first matchup is Life in Hell, which is technically not off wrong, right? I mean, it is off the CD that most of us know, but it's actually off of the Power of Positive Thinking EP, which was then rolled into the wrong CD later uh, on ni- in 1990. But originally, uh, actually, that's when this was released, 1990. But then uh, I think most of us know it from the wrong CD. And Valley of the Blind. Uh, from, of course, the powerful 0 plus 2 equals 1, 1991, which, give me a fucking break. These two albums were a year apart. That's not, well, I guess not really. 89, 91, that's two years. Two but years, but still, yeah, still. pretty close together. Um, two and, some of the best albums of all time. <laughs> so yeah. close in time. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to compare and contrast these two <clears throat> masterworks. Uh, and first up for us on Life is Hell... Matthew, let's hear your thoughts. Foolish girl and swelling woman. Here's a blunt knife for your bosom. Here's the devil's hand you shake. Watch what the other tries to take. Tries to take. 
okay, I have a complicated relationship with this song. Um, I think, you know, as as has happened several times um, in uh, recording these episodes, where I am forced to take the, uh, the song out of the album and listen to it on its own, and I like it better than I did before. <laughs> yes. Because in, yeah. in isolation, uh, I like this song a lot more than I do in the context. And as you said, it, I know got to know it on the uh, the wrong CD. And I think for me, it really suffered from where it falls, uh, mm. you know, second to last. Um, and then, of course, there was it's fourth to last on this next 2005 re-release with the even extra extra er stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I um, people people love this song it's 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 commonly uh one of people's favorites as is the one following it like um i am wrong um it seems like uh europeans in particular are very very passionate about these songs uh, i remember that from uh huh. from the no means whatever uh forum um uh, oddly enough though uh, the european story i uh this is one of the only things that i have on um 12 inch vinyl uh, from from back in the day, I have the power of positive thinking, which a friend of mine oh, um, bought for me, thinking it was something that I wouldn't already have. Um, well, I didn't, but th- I had all the music that are that's on it because it's uh, got those those two songs plus uh, Mag Depression, I think. Right. Um, and he brought it to me from uh, Switzerland. Wow! 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 <laughs> that's a good friend. Yeah, yeah, and he's that's actually amazing. The, the same friend who uh, obliquely introduced me to No Means No by lending me stuff that he'd been lent. Um, so yeah, um, I like the song. Um, I, I, I I always sort of was wondering. I'm interested to see what you guys think about the the subject matter because uh, clearly it's about sex and power, and um, it's could be interpreted in a kind of misogynistic way. Um, but I don't think that that's what was intended. Um, Could read my notes, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it might be, you know, that, uh, that I was a little sensitive and maybe I'm having trouble distancing myself from that because back in the day, you know, no means no, anti-rape slogan. This is a song could be interpreted as being about, about rape. Um, but uh, I'm kind of thinking now that it, it's, it's an interesting question maybe that uh, it seems like maybe Rob wrote the lyrics that it is about why women sleep with men who are bad for them. But I'm not positive about that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, why, why, do, why do women sleep with shitty dudes? Um, well, give me, show me one who's not. And, well, I'm not going to finish that sentence. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really like the, uh, the bridge in this song, especially like, can you not distinguish pain, red nail and red shame? Um, where the, sh- the shrieking dissonant guitar, like when they oh. really, really let go, um, it's, it's fantastic. And then they snap right back into the, uh, the tight, like thunderous, um, drums and everything like that. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if the, the message of the song is as clear cut as, uh, I always used to think, um, uh, yeah, interested to know why you guys think it might have been called Life in Hell. Uh, is it this uh, this this sort of dichotomy of like you know, I can't remember the exact lyric, but um, is it brain or is it passion? Kind of uh, kind of thinking. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, in terms of the the song itself, it's uh, it's a bit. Uh, there are loud parts and and quieter parts and slower parts and fast parts. And so it's very no means no in that way. 
Um, but yeah, as I say, where it fell on the album, like the fact that it was preceded by everything on the, the, the wrong album, maybe it's a little tired <laughs> by the time I got to that in the song order. Uh, and if it had been elsewhere on the album, I might have sort of connected with the song a little more back mm. then. Yeah. Nice. So that's about all I have to say about that. How about that? All right, Michelle. You're all right. Out. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna try and not geek out here because I love this song. Mm. It is in my top three no means no songs, and uh, the beginning of the song and 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 the way the band sounds like they're down the street. Yeah, and and they're, and they're coming in on some fucked up skateboard or some shit, and then they're right in <laughs> your face. It's it's beautiful. Uh, I love the first line of the lyrics: "Foolish girl and swelling woman." I that is just such an artful, beautiful way to say what he just said. I I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I just I love the way he phrases that and says it. I, I'm not making much sense, but I. I after hearing the music and then those are his first words, it's it's just your 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 mind's already blown with what you've just heard, and then he just starts in with this foolish girl and swelling woman. Yeah, and then, and then after that, here's a blunt knife for your bosom. I think if I got the lyrics right, I'm not yep, a lyric. You did, player. you did, got it. But uh, I I I love this song. I I will never get sick of it. It will always give me the chills. I think it's. I think it's bee's knees and the drumming in this is just, mm. I'm going to stop because I, I can seriously just geek out. And even if you played it right now, I would just make funny noises and like, would you listen to this? It's an amazing song, period. Not to criticize you, Michelle, but we're all here to geek out. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm talking about like sound effects and like, you know, drool coming out of my mouth. Like bring it. I've I've got it bad for this one. That's awesome. Okay. So, so yeah, I kind of like Matthew. I think this song, when I pull it out, no pun intended, is really like <laughs> a a. Uh, I like it a lot better for some reason than when I hear it in sequence, and I don't know why that is. When I was listening to it this time, I was dig, and I think part of it is. I I mean, we've talked about this off the air, sort of, but. I'm hearing these songs. I've heard these songs a million fucking times, but listening to them for this podcast, I'm hearing them a bit differently. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess for obvious reasons. So I, I, this song really hit me differently this time. And I liked it a lot more. Like you, Michelle, I love the opening to the song. Oh I think that's God. fucking great. The way that yeah. muted guitar climbing up the scale yeah, yeah, into that yeah. super crisp, precise bass riff that is so capital W wrong, right? Like that is like, I think uh, to me, I think one of the reasons this is a lot of people's favorite wrong album. I mean, no, no means no album that they're probably uh, wrong, but it's, it's it's a lot of people's favorites is because of that bass sound. I think this is where his bass sound hit its peak, in my opinion. This is this is this 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 the so the sound on this album is what I it's in my blood as Rob sound, and right. this song has it to a fucking T to a peak. It's so it, fucking. It good. does sound like it's going to strangle you. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you could play a single note of the bass from this song and I'd know what it was from because it's mm-hmm. so crisp and, mm-hmm. and staccato. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, Michelle, the drumming is fucking out of this world. It's so good. It's so good. And if you focus in on it, it it's it's so detailed and mm-hmm. and and 
subtle in the way, but still pummeling you about the fucking face. But it's it's so good. It's so good. Uh, and yeah, Matt, Matthew, you you mentioned the the bridge. That is so good. The way that the, you know, talking about red nails and red shame and that guitar is the red nails, right? Like it's just so, hey, so. Right. It's so good. And again, another way that to me, it's one of the, it's one of those passages where all the layers of the song are working together perfectly for the meaning. It's like the, the way the lyrics are, the guitar, everything is speaking the meaning just in its own language. Nothing is, mm-hmm. nothing's fluffy in it. And about the meaning of it, right? So you you hit on this, Matthew. I've always gone both ways about this song. A funny little personal anecdote. Back in college, I took a class, um, Variations in Human Sexuality, right? Which back in the 90s was all transgressive and had all sorts of weird fucking shit in it. And they wanted you to write an essay about a piece of music that dealt with sexuality. And so I did this song. And I don't oh. even remember what I got on the paper, but I remember them going like, you're fucking weird. And this is weird. And what the fuck? I'm like, your parents. you're sitting here showing me like weird porn in the class and you're saying I'm weird. But anyway, um, I don't know what the, what the point of view of this song is. And I love that. I can't nail this song down. I almost feel like there's a part of it that is a, it's Rob being the priest, being the evangelical, like taking on that character as this, as if this is an evangelical excoriating a woman for getting pregnant. Cause there's a lot of, holy imagery in it and the talk you know talk about damnation that all may be a little bit on the nose right i'm not i'm not saying that just because it's called life in hell but there's some i don't know when i listen to it i can hear it as an evangelical excoriating a a young woman for being sexual and yet i can also hear it the other way i can hear it as a real feminist song so i i don't know but the the lyrics are really good that so i think the one you were Reaching for Matthew is woman, a world in one complete, your heart's awake, your mind's asleep. That's the one. Yeah, that's the Which one. Which is so fucking yeah, good. Yeah, come on. That is so good. So I, I, yeah, I, I don't know which way this one goes. I do know that this has one of the, the great, hilarious fucking endings, which sounds like a guy <laughs> who's pissed at the well, not only that, but the guy, yep. he's like, oh, God damn it. Oh, shit. It sounds like a guy <laughs> the comedy broke or something, right? It's just like some fucking thuggish asshole who's like, oh. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, right? It's just it's probably so oh, Now I can't unhear that. that. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It's probably some right. sorry, other recording where one of the guys dropped a beer or something. And, yeah, you know. right. It could be, but it's, it's <laughs> and yes. And, and I did write about that little falsetto. They just sound like they're having a good fucking time at the end of that yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, totally. So... Um, I like it a lot more than I than I did previously. I have to say, more and more, I'm sort of thinking that I, I prefer the and actually, I think that probably the feminist angle is is a little more more accurate, more likely. Um, yeah, you know, them, right. yeah. you know, the, the the sun is is inside the woman, and uh, you're so like he's he's saying you're so powerful, right? Yeah. Like, it's why true. are you stronger. why are you messing with this? <laughs> like. Anyway, blunt knife. And there's no, there's <laughs> nothing positive about, and I think one of the reasons you're probably right is there's nothing positive about the masculine in this at all, which nope. is not very evangelical, right? The masculine in this is portrayed as just swarmy snake, someone who's fucking using you. And even at the end, the masculine voice sounds like a fucking idiot. The oh god damn it, you know, like that's so. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And in terms of musically, and I just thought of another metaphor of maybe why. I didn't connect with the song. Okay, you have you have wrong, and I just wanted to look at the track listing to see if make sure I remembered. So you know the the end of the original um, wrong album. You got rags and bones, which is you know so many people's first like 
Love drugs. Nose. Yeah. Then <laughs> Ono Ono Bruno, which is like so straight ahead and silly and just like pure John Wright. And then All yeah, Lives is all such a sort of quiet, you know, coda to that album. And so, you know, you've eaten this incredible, rich, complicated meal, and you're sitting there and you're just like patting your belly after all lies. And then uh somebody says, Here's some grilled fish. <laughs> Would you like a thin mint? Yeah. Not even a thin mint. No, just like an entire oh, other right. course. That, you know, you don't always, I love grilled fish personally, but you know, you don't always want grilled fish. <laughs> Good metaphor. And you know, that kind of makes, that really makes sense. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't on the original album. It wasn't intended to end it. And it wasn't intended to come after all lies. That's not part of the original sequencing. So yeah, I think that really does color my feeling of it, too. It's just yeah. not where it was meant to be originally. I think it's probably recorded in the same sessions or similar sessions because the oh, sound. Yeah, the sound is the, the same. The sound sure. is the same. It's just maybe it would have fit in better elsewhere on the album. Yeah. All right. Well, bees knees. That song is the bees. It's good. Knees. It's fucking good. And yeah. we're moving on to, I think, well, <clears throat> I'll save my opinion for myself, but here we go. Valley of the Blind, uh, off zero plus two equals one. Zero. Valley of the Blind. Uh, okay. We've talked before about how um, maybe some later uh, No Me Snow albums, uh, we don't know all the lyrics to. This one, I, I think I probably know every lyric on that album. and can probably yeah. say them without even listening to the music. Um, the Valley of the Blind, um, he, he's doing that talk singing thing that he does so well. The flow of his lyrics is just so perfect. And I'm a you know, literature scholar from way back as well. You know, there's internal rhyme, there's uh, tons of assonance. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just the, that's just the, the sound. It isn't, you know, even getting into the meaning. Um, yeah, this, uh, this is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite songs uh, on zero plus two equals one which probably makes it in my, you know, pretty close to the top of the range in terms of their entire uh, output. Um, but yeah, I love the way it's bookended by nothing, 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 mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, um, you know, it, it, the, the title, of course, is from, you know, In the Valley of the Blind, the one-eyed man is king. Um, and, you know, he's, he's asking them, you know, what's, I'm flawed, what's all your problems you know <laughs> op- open your eyes and you'll see nothing like there's um maybe like, why do you think i'm so great when i'm not <laughs> i'm flawed um yeah i don't know um the and of course the boom doom yeah the, the drumming is just like so thunderous and then just that punctuated uh, after every every couple of lines is uh it's just so 
you feel it in your chest, you feel it in your soul. It makes you feel powerful. And uh, that's certainly one of the albums that I would have been, you know, riding around my bike at night in Victoria <laughs> and just like going faster and faster up and down the hills and oh, feeling so full. And yeah. Uh, and of course, this song wants to kill me. What does that mean? Um, <laughs> my favorite no means no songs. I feel like they're so powerful that they are out to get me. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. What? What? That's yeah, I can, you I like, can oh. sympathize. <laughs> no, just that it's so powerful that it might destroy me. Yeah, right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Almost too much to bear. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, I'm right. kind of wondering, you know, because of the talk singing, I hadn't really thought about it. There um, are other, other uh, songs on Zero Plus Eagles one where he's, uh, Rob is doing that. And I'm wondering if he's doing that because it was easier after his um, his surgery for vocal nodules. Well, and hold up here because I'm yeah. sure you caught it, but this is this is not just Rob. Andy takes that whole first part of the song. That's all Andy. Oh, yeah, it's both of them is. singing on this. Yeah. yeah. And and to me, there's like, I, I won't skip my turn here, so I won't, but I, I think I'm wondering if, if the, you, this just strikes me as kind of like, uh, I think Andy wrote a lot of this. It really feels like a, stock taking sort of like there's just a cadence in the in the words that feels very andy more yeah. andy than rob to me in a way i'm wondering i don't know who knows maybe someday we'll find out who actually wrote it but um it but it does have that 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 talk singing that rob does so well but andy too right and it, it actually it, their voices don't they're not as distinguishable in the song as they are in other songs they know together really fucking well right, in a, right. in a really do. interesting yeah. way Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm going to back off. I, I really would like Michelle to dive into this. Before. Oh, well, no, I mean, come on. You, you, you were on a roll here. Look, I, I, I do like the catchiness of this song and, and, and the intro and this song again has a fantastic intro that just, just gets to you. And, and if you're not tapping your foot or nodding your head, you, you're, 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 you might be dead because it's <laughs> so Good. And John, of course, is, I mean, I'm always going on about John being an octopus, but I, I just don't, I don't know how he does it, but you can still hear the finesse in his playing. And, and I, again, you're, you're, you don't know who to listen to. Um, I do like the back and forth be, uh, verses between Rob and Andy, and I did hear it, but yeah, I totally agree that it's very um, uh, hard to distinguish. But it's 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 there, and and I do I do think it adds a lot to the song. Um, um, to so, to see this live, which I don't know if I ever I don't know if I ever had. Let me. I uh, wish would be a celebration of what's cool and how much a super talented three piece can sound because they're they're just holding their own and they don't need anything extra. And, and I like that. I think the next song is Mary. So I, I do. Yeah. I, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. That's going to be a, a, a day of, of it better come up against a really shitty song. That doesn't go through. I'm off the podcast. I'm fucking out. Jordan's making uh, for those of you who can't see it, which is everybody. Um, the sort yeah. of, the, the sort of gestures that uh, somebody makes to the chef after an incredible. Right, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's the ex, the ex <laughs> chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. You threw roses to everybody around. Exactly. But uh, you, one thing I do want to say, like you guys were touching on earlier, is is this podcast, I, I have fallen in love with this band again because to sit there and, number one, have the honor of being asked to talk about their music, which is, you know, I, I, I would have done that my whole life if anybody would have listened to me. <laughs> around me would have known who they were. But this band... I, 
they they read books and they listen to music and you can tell. Yeah. And, and you know they they are learned men. Yes. And yeah. and, and I'm 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 getting the hots for Rob again and that's <laughs> I mean I love Rob. I love Nice. Well, so one thing I'm, I'm kind of glad neither of you mentioned this so that I could stick my flag in this part, but I, I, to the sequencing, I don't think you can talk about the song without talking about the fact that it comes right out of the last line of zero plus two equals one, where he says one minus two equals, and this song starts nothing, 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 right? They just, it goes right into this song. It's the, you know, he ties the equation together, which is fucking brilliant. It's That's so, amazing. so good. So good. Um, yeah, and this I, I was saying I I there's parts of this to me it feels like an Andy song I don't know why it, there's just a feeling about it. it feels like a song that that Andy had a bigger hand in but I love the way that and actually I think in this one I prefer Andy's verse I love both verses but in terms of the singing Andy's got such an oh, yeah, ability yeah. to be snarly yet subtle and and always in control of the tenor of and so does Rob but there's just something about in this song in particular those first verses i just it's it just fucking super super does it for me super does it for me mm-hmm. and i i love the lyrics of this song i don't i i, I think i'm not going to try to explain it i think that's always stupid and no means no song but it, it feels uh, almost like a generational anthem to me it feels like you know they talk about um, you know, I saw a mushroom cloud. I took a rocket ride and the flash of the blast really opened my eyes. Those were two like generational rabbit. events for these guys. This was, like yeah, yeah the, the, these were, you know, the, the nuclear bomb, the, you know, the cold war and the moon landing, all that. And just talking about how, unlike other generational songs that are sort of like, I know everything and you guys suck. This is more <laughs> like you guys suck. And yeah, I'm kind of shit too. I don't know fucking <laughs> shit. So what the fuck? We're all like, what do you, what do you, you know, they never spare themselves. When they're railing against something, they never spare their, they never lift themselves above anybody else. They're, they're clear to place themselves in the same layer of shit as everything around them. And that's so honest. It's one of the reasons I love this band so much. They don't, they don't, they're, they're humble and yet not afraid, not humble, not, not like fruity humble. They're humble in the way of like, yeah, I'm going to say everything fucking sucks. And guess what? I'm part of that. I'm in the same, I'm in the same suit. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, the the one line, I mean, he's in the Valley of the Blind. What you see, that's what I want to be. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. It's so good. And I just, the, 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 the command with which they can speak, sing so quickly mm. and have it be, it's so staccato and quick that it is mm. an instrument, you know, more yeah. so than even some other songs. It's, a percussion it's, instrument. This time. It's a percussion instrument. And so yeah. there again, right, as you were saying, Matthew, it's like just the sound alone, the way they put the plosives, the way the rhymes happen internally, externally, all of that adds to it. And then there's the meaning of the words underneath that as well. So how the fuck does anybody do this is my question. <laughs> how do you How do you make songs like this? I don't know, but I... This is one of my favorites off this album, of which it's probably one of my favorite albums. So I, I would agree. I don't know that it's my, it, is, it isn't my favorite for sure, but I absolutely love it. So this is going to be tough. Oh, it's be a rough one, I think. We've got to, I know it's coming. We've got to vote. And uh, Matthew's first um, Valley of the Blind. Uh, it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. Um, yeah. Anything off of Zero Plus Two One is going to get, um, you know, a boost for me. Um, and again, you know, it might have been a more fair comparison but uh yeah no that that song is just 
it's so so perfect and so, makes me so um yeah gives me so much power <laughs> yep. yep yep all right michelle how about you well i think you know what my vote's going to be and i'll say it just for the record i wholly vote for life and hell however if you were going to put it up against another song you know life and hell is going to lose tonight I, I i already know it but I think it was up against a really good contender and I'm proud it, it it did it as well as it did. But yes, I'm voting for life and hell. So before and I cast Jordan. <laughs> before I cast my vote, I want to point out that in all likelihood, because of the way all of this matchup is going to work and the numbers of songs and even odd kind of shit, there's going to be a wild card round where things that have been tossed out come back in. There, there's just no way that's not going to be able to happen. Or we can engineer that. So I think... Yes. You can keep this one in your back pocket if you want, if this oh, goes I out and, oh, and bring it back, right? Yeah. So my time for my vote, um, the, uh, yes, it is going to be uh, uh, Valley of the Blind for me. But it was much harder than I expected. When yeah, I first definitely. saw this matchup, it was not hard at all. I'm like, well, I know. The, I mean, I don't even have to think about it. Then listening to it, I had to really pause because I, I found myself liking Life in Hell far more than I already had. And I already really liked it, but it's it it, it hit me a lot more than it had. So it was not, this was not an easy choice. I think this was a, this was a tough matchup. Even sure. though you guys didn't vote for my song, I, I really liked what you said about it. Cause it, I can tell you really uh, liked it and respected it. So I I, I'm, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm not grabbing Kleenex, but I will have a sip of Guinness. It might not be gone forever. Keep, keep, hope, keep, hope, alive. keep hope alive. All right. So let's move on to our second round of matchups. And this time I'm going to remember to give myself a little space to play a clip of Blinding Light. about what we think about this one both of the matchups in this blinding light and uh victims i always want to say victims family god damn it <laughs> yeah. um have alternate versions on zero plus two equals one and a half which was released like tw 2012 or something by andy tossed it out there for us like the generous bastard he is um so there's these different versions of blinding light and and victim choice in terms of blinding light i i realized today or not today, it was earlier earlier this week when I was trying to find these songs that both on my copy of Zero Plus Two Equals One and, uh, one and a Half and on One Down, Two to Go, Blinding Light is missing from my MP3 collection. It's just fucking gone. So I didn't have either of these. I had to go to YouTube to listen to the shit. I had never heard, because I didn't have it for some reason, I'd never heard the version on Zero Plus Two Equals One and a Half. So I don't think, unlike the pairing matchup that's about to come, I don't think these are as different as... Uh, as some other versions might be, these two, the two versions of Blinding Light. 
But the one on the studio, it's not really studio, but the one, the outtake from uh, one down two to go, is like a whole half key or whole step higher uh, than, than the other one. It's yeah. It's a totally different key. It's like there's some oh, different, different instrumentation too. Different yeah. There's some different instrument. Yeah, exactly. Uh, probably clearly because one is, well, I don't know. Maybe, do you think they both had Andy on them or was the second one recorded without Andy after, uh, after he left? I don't, hard I can't to, hard that to say. I guess we'd yeah. have to ask him. Anybody else have any thoughts on the two versions of this before we dive into I only listened to the one. I should have listened to the other one. To you should. Which uh, one did you listen to? I listened to the zero plus two equals one and a half version. Oh, okay. Yeah, the other one's up up higher. The, the, the one off one down two to go is like half step or a whole step higher than, huh. than that one, which actually makes a difference. I'm going to talk a little bit about it when I talk about the song. Right, for right, sure. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'll, uh, I, I actually heard these long before zero plus two equals one and a half came out, which was, I think, 20, 2010. Uh, I had them on a tape um, from, <laughs> it would have been right around, I don't know, well, right around when they were recorded, uh, 92, 93 or so. It was one of my preciousest things that no I shit. had. Yeah, I got it off. Oh, I got it off of somebody who interviewed No Means No. Um, so I'd heard, I'd heard some of these and I always thought it was really strange um, you know, we're supposed to talk about blinding light, but victim's choice. Um, the track on zero plus two equals because um, on a tape, you, you don't distinguish tracks the same way. Um, but uh, it it had you know happy bridge and ghosts, and they're all kind of mushed together. And um, those are on three different albums. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is, is kind of an interesting thing to have happened. Um, but yeah, um, I was happy that when they came back, so people could could hear them, and I could hear them. Because I'm not about to uh, drag out a, a, an old tape and figure out how to make it into MP3s or something. Yeah, right, right. And send it to us. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about these songs proper then. I'll dive in first um, with "Blinding Light." Yeah. So I I don't, I don't have a lot to say about this one, frankly. I de- it's this is definitely a no means no B side. I get why it was cast to the side and brought back when it was. It's a good song. All no means no songs are good songs. Baldwing notwithstanding. <laughs> um, and I think I like the studio version a little bit, maybe a little bit more just because I think that's the step higher makes it feel more fanatical, which I mean, this song is really clearly a, you know, a religiously fanatical nuclear apocalyptic fantasy. Right. I mean, you've just got someone who's a religious, religious fanatic praying for the burning away of the world in fire and nuclear fire. Um, they have a couple other songs like that. I think more ICBMs or burn those both have those similar sort of like just let it all fucking burn down but this one has that real christian uh mindset and they're good at capturing the fanaticism and i think rob is really good at letting his voice get that across really inhabiting that fanaticism and selling it in a way that's pretty fucking scary actually um Uh so i do i do think this song really succeeds on that and just has that feeling of fanaticism joy fury batshit craziness um and it's a great musical wall of you know wall of thrash basically although listening to it this time as as we kind of mentioned to before it's it's hella tight just like all their stuff and there's a lot going on in there that i may have dismissed when i just kind of cast it aside as a b-side it's got really fucking tight musicianship and uh and singing but it feels like a b-side it does that's that's (laughs) still relegated to the b-side for me so how about you, Michelle? What do you think of this one? Well, I, I wrote down that I, I, I think he sounds like a, a screaming priest. 
or a sinner just out of the confessional. Yeah. I, I, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, when I first heard this, it, like, I don't listen to lyrics much. I'm like, am I like fans of a Jesus Christ band? What's happening? <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, hey. But then, you know, I, I forgot about that and didn't let it affect me. But it, it is a kick-ass song. The drums are thundering. Yeah. And, and yeah. The, the other instruments are equally pounding it. And and the song just writes itself. It's that good. It starts the way it starts out. It, it's the emergency that it is. It just it the song just writes itself. It's very um, laid out perfectly, and it always leaves you with a smile and an understanding of the the magnificence of it. Yeah, I think it's a really well written thunderous song. Nice. And uh, yeah, I'd like thinking about Rob Ray being a screaming priest because he is. <laughs> Yeah, that was his costume, right? It's it fits. Yeah, Mr. Wrong. <laughs> All right, what about you, Matthew? Yeah, well, I like I like the song for how straight ahead it is. I mean, it's clearly a song about zealotry, but uh, like you said, it's it's also about the joy, the beauty, the the bright blinding light. I mean, um, I also thought it was interesting actually that uh, out of the four songs we had, blinding light and value of the blind, but you know. right. Um, yeah, um, I really like the bridge. Um, where John speeds up, it almost seems like he speeds. Up. I don't know whether he does. He's probably right on time, but the song almost feels like it is gaining even more momentum, and it actually is getting faster. Um, and it, it reminds me of uh, you, know, you said uh, thundering, uh, Michelle, and I, I wrote down the same word. Yeah, I also yeah. wrote down it's like a it's like a runaway train. Yeah, you know, it's it's just it's completely um, you know un, unhinged, but uh, you know inevitable. Right. This this person is sort of screaming that uh, you know the destru- there's beauty in the destruction. There's inevitably to the destruction, and this is uh, my religious act is to destroy. Oh, heavy. Yeah. Nice. Nice. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a sweaty one for sure. And yeah, that's uh, a good description of it. In terms of the yeah, uh, even even just the the rhythm of the drums uh, in that the, the the bridge it really does remind me of a a locomotive. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. this, this incredible momentum. Yeah, so great nice. song, great fast, but uh, quite simple song for Nomi's Snow. Right. Well, and so that's contrasted with a song that's not so simple, "Victim's Choice," <laughs> which is on the studio release "Worldhood of the World" as such, and as we mentioned, off of this uh, interstitial record, zero plus two equals one and a half. So, I mean, it strikes me this must have been a song. I think all those songs, and you mentioned that this goes into. Uh, instrumental ghosts and instrumental happy bridge, which is already instrumental. And on each of those albums, these were songs that got an asterisk asterisk that said with Andy Kerr. So, right. So these were songs that they'd written with Andy and were probably planning to record later with Andy on a real studio and just didn't because he left the band. And so they brought them back as just the new trio uh, of the, of, of, of the makeup. Um, so, the, in the in the version on zero plus equals one and a half, there's no lyrics. It's just music, which is actually fun as fuck to hear. It's really mm-hmm. fun to hear. It does make me realize, and this is probably true for a lot of songs, but it just doesn't feel true to me that um, the lyrics probably came maybe long afterwards. It wasn't necessarily written at the same time. This is one of those songs where the music came first and lyrics came later, which I think is probably how all, and we'll talk about this maybe at some point, how all of Ausfart was done. That really strikes me as an album where lyrics came long after music was made not it's a good possibility together yeah um whereas i don't feel that way with a lot of the really early stuff it feels like no it was just fucking just came out whole <laughs> cloth. 
which <laughs> what the fuck do I know? That could not be true, but that's how it feels. This song though. Okay. So I'm going to talk about the studio version off worldhood because of the lyrics. And so that we can get both of those things together. different than blinding light first of all this is a prog punk i'm not gonna say masterpiece but prog punk fucking slammer i really really like this song it, it is actually one of the songs i like most on this album um and it goes all over the place i mean from the weird country fucking you know opening think i got a date boys cry <laughs> with the weird little loopy fucking you know cock rock yeah. guitar and then into just that there's that crazy fucking Rob riff with the guitar just grinding under it. It goes so many places and it never, to me, it never outstays its welcome in any of those places. It, 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 it does just what it needs to really fucking well in every section and then twists your nipple right to the right time to go somewhere else. Like, hey, I'm yeah. not doing that now, including, and I, I'm, I'm a, I don't know. I don't know. Michelle, it seems like you're not really a fan of these parts of the songs when they do this, but that weird, funky, weird little pop country riff in the middle, right? The weird little jamboree hoedown they have right in the context of the song, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. It's so fucking good. And so, yeah, I really like the, I, I really like the musicality of this song from front to back. I think every part of it fully commits to whatever it's doing in that particular moment. Mm. Lyrically, this song's really hard for me to nail down. If I were to, and this is complete bullshit, I know it's not true at all, but it, it's, this almost feels like if Rob were to, if someone said, Rob, you need to write a Mother's Day song. All right, <laughs> fuck you. Here's my Mother's Day song. <laughs> Cause there's, there's all this shit about like, you know, hair in your nose and frost in your brow. You look like a bear, but smell like a cow. You made me a meal of milk and wheat. I opened a vein and bled at your feet. And he's always, and joy to the world, you dirty old bag. This is the best time I ever had. One day was an eternity. Here's to the years that you gave to me. Saki's like talking to his mom about like, yeah, you gave birth to me, but this fucking life sucks. Fuck you. I don't know. I'm not bad at whatever. Look what you, look what you birthed me into never say that to his mother he would never i know he wouldn't it's not and it's not that simple right i mean of course there's it's right. it's an existential song it's about just being a being and being born and being in the fucking filth of having been born right. um i mean victim's choice right it's it's right there it's right there in the title but there is a lot of imagery of from birth to death and the journey in between and none of it's pleasant this is not a song where he's waxing you know i mean that's no means no so what are you gonna do but um it's it's a very poetic song, and I really like the way that he lilts in his cadence. Sometimes he's so he's very playful in this song, 
um, at times and uh, in a way that I don't often don't always hear from him. He can be very playful, but sometimes sarcastic playful. But this is like right, a little right. it's almost a jazzy playfulness in the way that he he sings some of those yeah, um, and he, when yeah. you see him sing it he looks like he's his eyes are all open big and he's smiling exactly like, <laughs> exactly it's it feels like a fun fucking song to play and sing for sure like one that they'd have a hell of a good time singing and i know i've seen this one several times live and it was always really really fun to uh, fun to see all right i've said enough michelle what do you think of this I, I don't i could listen you keep going man you probably you, you do say it better than i but i i, I do like how this starts out a little bit goofy and and i the verses that that are spoken with the drums that go into this fucking sick jazz odyssey that john is playing you know what i'm talking about i'll pause here for you to play it Oh my god that that is just stunning like that jazz drum breakout that he's doing a people boom boom come on come on now yeah 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 right and then there are certain sections that don't grab me with you said it earlier i can't can't remember what it was but one thing i do like about this this um piece is that uh it showcases Tom's diff- different guitar because he does noodly stuff, but then but it, but then he can get real growly with a. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, he, he just showcases his guitar playing really well in this how in this song. Uh, I, I I think this song is totally bent. I love it, and and just like you said, Jordan, where where you think you're you're going down this one street, suddenly you take a, a, a you know. A, you know, a, a hard right where you're like, hey, 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 what the hell is this? And then you're like, oh, hey, and you kind of like it and you don't want to go back. It's 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 a fun, awesome, well put together song. But the, nice. the, the jazz drumming thing there. So good. Just give it up, everybody. Give yeah. it up. I am I'm giving it up. All right. What about you, Matthew? I'd never listened to this song so um, with such attention um, because it is so almost random. I mean, it's incredibly put together, but it's all the different parts fit together. So, well, um, it's, it's got that, um, uh, kind of binary thing that, uh, contrast that's in so many no means no songs that I like so well, um, where there's like a, you know, it starts very silly, um, very upbeat. And, um, then the, the chorus is very quieter and, uh, more sort of throbbing and dark. Um, and then of course, uh, that bit in the middle, uh, it's almost reminds me of like a game show theme. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but in terms of the meaning, uh, I sort of took it to mean uh, a little bit more straightforward victim's choice. Uh, it's a song about murdering to me. Think so? Yeah, I think so. I think it's, uh, you know, you end with a, an ear if you start with a sound. I mean, that's sort of something inevitable, break in a circle that never comes around. Um, never get out, right? Uh, open eyes to see the light. There you were to my delight. This is uh, a murderer reveling in his murdering. Okay. And he is so oh, thankful to the that's victim. Him. That's him looking up at his mother when he's just born. I open my <laughs> eyes to see the light. And there you are to my life. He's just got born and he's looking up at his mom. Murdering his mother, maybe. I think <laughs> he's, he's accepting his, his joy in killing. And he is so thankful to the victim Could for be. giving him this joy that he will give him the variety. The incredible variety. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's so gross. Good book. 
So it's the victim's choice what gets done to them in the murdering. Well, I can't wait to see the comment section on this one. <laughs> nice. All right. Anything else? Anyone else got anything about this song? Um, I think that's about everything I wrote down. Just, oh, of course, the drumming, though. I mean, you always oh, got to give it to that. Just, I don't know how that guy changes gears so fast. Fucking um, A, it's crazy. It yeah. is crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, time for the big <laughs> vote. So I get to vote first here. For me, this is this one was a lot easier. This victim's choice comes out by a couple football fields. So, Michelle, what about you? Oh, totally. I'll, I'll join you with victim's choice. Absolutely. All right. Matthew. Um, I'm going to go victim's choice as well, but it was a lot closer. Um, I actually really like Blinding Light. I like how actually both of these are so... Um, I don't know, driving. They are. Um, yeah. In, in different ways. But uh, I think uh, Blinding Light is a much simpler song, uh, lyrically, thematically, and musically. Um, Victim's Choice just gives me the incredible variety. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we have sent life in hell to hell, unfortunately, oh, along with Blinding wait. Light. Oh, and we have, we have ascended to the Valley of the Blind and made our Victim's Choice. Oh. Uh, and so we will pick a couple more rabbits out of the hat or ravens out of the hat, as it were, uh, for next week. And uh, yeah, just remember, nonsense is better than no sense at all. So we'll see you guys next week or two weeks or six weeks. Fuck it, we don't know. Same old.